Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. There are so many similarities between the Spirit of God doing His work in our lives and people getting drunk. So he says that, do not be drunk with wine in which there is dissipation, okay? Where you drink it and then you are now gone so much over that it's costing so much problems. But he says that, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you, excuse me, if you want something to take over, Wine does it, but he said, don't go down the wine, wine route anymore. And when you get drunk, something takes over. And he says that when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's similar to getting drunk. When the Holy Spirit comes on people, did you realize that in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, people's first reaction and accusation was that these guys are drunk. Because there is a manifestation and and um, in Acts chapter 2, verse 33, Peter says, Peter said, Act 2, 33, and him being exalted to the right hand, and they being be exalted to the right hand of God, and having received the gift, uh, uh, sorry, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out, he poured out what the promise of what? What did he pour out? The promise, okay, the promise is the subject here. He poured out the promise of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the promise, he poured out this, which is the promise of the Holy Spirit, which you now, you now what? Which you now get it, get it, which you now see and hear. So he poured a spirit, the Holy Spirit, and what you are seeing, thinking they were drunk, is actually the spirit being poured on people. The effect is like they are drunk. And you hear them saying things, you think they are drunk. No, it's the effect of the Holy Spirit being poured on people. So when the people, when the Holy Spirit was poured on them, the first reaction of the outside was, outsiders were, they are drunk. Are you seeing the similarity between being filled with the Holy Spirit and getting drunk? So it says, don't be filled with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Bible says that Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, that means that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you become full of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you become full of the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, 7, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. They chose, they went in Acts chapter 6, when they said they should choose the um, early deacons, people f- who are f- full of the Holy Spirit. All right, so when you become 
filled with the Spirit, you are full of the Holy Spirit. When they pray that God, they are threatening us, they are intimidating us, help us, grant us that we will speak boldly. My Bible said when they, were, they had finished that prayer, what God gave them was full with the Holy Spirit. In other words, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And when that takes place, then they could do everything that they had to do for God and for their lives. So when Mary was Uh, about to be pregnant, the the angel said, don't worry about what you don't have, who you don't know, for the spirit of the Lord, the spirit shall come upon you, and the the power of the whole uh, of the Most High shall overshadow, for the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. It is the spirit of God that comes upon us that makes us do what we have to do. Somebody say amen. Amen. And for your information, most of us are about to soar in life and achieve strange things or do strange things that nobody in your family had been ever been able to do. Remember, those of you who have been consistent, once, one of the days I spoke about, um, one of the days I spoke about the, um, the spirit of God coming upon people and it made them be able to have wisdom to create things. So they were not even casting demons or laying hands, but ability to do things. Right? So this move of the Holy Spirit, people will be filled with the Holy Spirit and they'll be, they will have ability to do things. Ability to create inventions. Ability to come up with music that is like global. Glo- we have a global impact. Ability to come out with solutions in the financial world that is like nations are looking for. Ability to come out with business ideas that they register as the patent and it will change things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you are studying and you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As you are winning souls, you are also winning in life. And you don't just win, but you are so winsome that the victories that you have, it leaves a legacy for generations behind. What do I mean? You go into an academic institution and you succeed. By the time you've left the school, you have actually showed the entire nation another way of doing this thing to have greater results. So you become like a case study. How would this be? The Holy Spirit. Now, but the the million dollar dollar question is, we all want it, don't we? That's why I started by asking how many of us love Jesus. We all want it. We We actually want, listen, if there's anybody who is desperate, wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit more, I believe. No, I, I believe. I know. I'm more desperate than anybody here. I need the Holy Spirit more than anybody here. And so then, the million dollar question is, what exactly are we supposed to do for this thing to happen? The way to do it is look at how you get one, drunk. Just check. That's why I almost asked how many of us have get, gotten drunk before. Check how you get drunk. It will give you an idea how you get filled with the Holy Spirit. I get, I get a glass. All right. But are you trying to say I should get a glass? No. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. How you get drunk is the same way you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's see how people get drunk. In the book of um, Ecclesi- no, Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23. 
Proverbs chapter 23. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. One of the ways to entertain the Holy Spirit around you, when I say entertain, not as in entertainment, making him happy, but as in accommodating, or the best word, great awakening. One of the easiest ways to, one of the ways to host him is to learn how to engage him, be aware of his presence and engage him in conversations, engage him in decisions, engage him in steps you take. You easily create room for him to, you know, when you are with someone and you constantly talk, communicate with them, the person then is able to actually relate more with you. But if you don't communicate, you, you never know. You can be sitting in a train or on a train um, just near someone who is so powerful can give you links to a major contract. But you will never know because you've never engaged the person in a conversation. And so the more you engage the Holy Spirit practically, intentionally, say intentionally, it does not, this one is not one of the things that happen accidentally. Engaging the Holy Spirit is an intentional, purposeful, determined objective. You determine, I want to do it. I need to do that. And you engage him. Talk to him. Be conscious he's with you. Where you go, what you say, what you, how you think, and how you engage him. That creates the room for him to actually begin to engage with you. Is someone listening to what I'm saying? Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23. 29, I'm sorry. Verse 29. I want to be filled. How many of us want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Check how you get drunk. And if you see how you get drunk, it will give you a clue how you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 29. Hey, this one is interesting one. He said, who has woe? What is woe? Sorrow. <laughs> but so what is sorrow then? <laughs> woe. He said, who has woe? First line, who has woe? Who has sorrow? What is woe? <laughs> Problems. like <laughs> that. It's like... Bad, bad omen. It's like this is not omen, but bad things happening on you. It's on the thing is on you. You are not happy. Taking away your happiness, confusion, everything together, all happening for you. Say woe. So when they say woe is you, it's not a good thing. They say who has woes? Or who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? People are fighting with me. There's always something to sort out. Insurance claims and stuff like that. <laughs> Who has wounds? Without cause, because this wound shouldn't have happened. Or without cause. That means you, you are walking, uh, you wake up in the morning, you can see a cat. You don't know how it came. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who has who with that Who has redness of eye? <laughs> These are all symptoms or signs, characteristics of drunkenness. <laughs> 
Well, that's why, do you understand why I said don't get drunk? Because this is what you are bringing on yourself. So you can go and get drunk and finish, come and let's pray. It doesn't matter. We, we, we may not know. It doesn't affect us. But you, you have wounds without cause. Litigation upon litigation, contentions. Because you were so drunk, you forgot the property where you live is not yours. You took the hammer, you were hitting the wall. You don't like this mosquito, or you don't like this fly. You are, and now your landlord is taking you to court. For, <laughs> oh, that's why I almost asked how many of us have been drunk before. Because when you are drunk, you do things you didn't know it was you who could do that. All right, so he said, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions, who has complaints, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eye? Verse 30. Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine. You, taking a sip, drinking a glass doesn't really do much. It won't give you woe. If you want woe, just linger at the wine. Keep drinking. Keep drinking, keep drinking, stay there long. So why is it that we come and pray one, two, three, and then we think you should be getting, you should, you should be drunk? You have not stayed long enough. The wine, the way you get drunk, that's how you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Stay long. Some people have been waiting to get drunk by drinking one bottle and then half. Uh, uh, three glasses of beer, and it's not, you are not getting drunk. And you say, oh, I'm leaving the pub, it's okay. No. And then when you see your friends who are working with their head, you are jealous. <laughs> they are drunk, they are working with their head and stuff like that. He said, drunk, you know, that's why don't be, he said, don't be filled with wine because you don't like the results. The results is verse 29. Give me that um, scripture in the... New Living Translation. Let's see how the New Living Translation puts it. New Living Translation says that who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bl uh, bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns. Try out new, uh, trying out new wines and uh, new drinks. Stay hours in the tavern, just there. You are there drinking and drinking. By the time you realize that you have wars, by the time you realize you are walking with your head, by the time you realize you are fighting with everybody, hey, someone is passing, hey. hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm talking about the effect of wine. How? And it says the Holy Spirit can have similar effect, but not destructive, productive. Because when you are filled with wine, the result is destructive. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the result is constructive. There will always be results. You will leave trail behind you. Hey! You can't have anyone who is not drunk and will not leave some trail behind him. That is why it is illegal in this country and many other countries who have sensible government. It's illegal to drive when you are drunk. It's illegal. 
Most of the time, when an accident occurs, depending on what kind of accident, maybe someone is driving too fast or recklessly, when the police come on the street, one of the things they will do by law, they are supposed to do it, breath, breathalyzer. They have to check your breath to see if you have any percentage of alcohol in it. If it's a certain percentage, they say that's fine, because that will not make you lose control. So if, there, if there's alcohol in your breath, but it's not to a certain percentage, it's not a crime. They will just leave you. Maybe you just went to the Catholic church and then uh, communion, <laughs> communion service. You just came out from the communion. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? But to be drunk and lose control, you need a certain amount, level of, and that one doesn't just come with a sip. Like most of us want to do. Uh, we have the pro propensity, the proclivity to do. Because naturally, we are all like that. We want to see quick results. You have come to pray one week, and suddenly the Holy Ghost has come. When you are walking in town, the people are falling. And then when there's no the complication in your office, you say, what is this? You say, add this, add this, and then boom. Solutions are happening. And then you are saying, yeah. It's, it's working, it's working. No. You have to stay long in the tavern. Hours. Spend hours where? In the tavern. Hours. This is where we spend hours drinking. The Message Bible, how does he put it? You see, religious people will tell you you don't need to spend hours in church. <laughs> don't mind it. They don't know what they're about. They don't know. Even the nuns. You see, with a bottle. Yeah, you see that? For who drinking is a serious business. Coming to church, you must take it as a serious business. Well, they will ask me, why do you have to go to church like that always? Because you want to be drunk with the Holy Spirit. So it's a serious business. You are taking it. Some people want to come and hear sermons and go. They are not, they are not in that category. Having a sip is not good enough for you. You just want to stay in it so much. You're taking drink. I like this. For whom drinking is a serious business. Take it to another level. And guess what? I am beginning to understand that we don't have to just, it is just reasonable and Christian to encourage people, to encourage people to do what will benefit them in the long run. But in, in a move like this, in this, we do not have to put pressure on people. Just let everybody do it. Make, I mean, Sunday, that's why we still have Sunday normal service. And the Wednesday normal service. If that's what you want. It's, why do you have to force someone to get drunk? No. And this drunkenness, you will leave a trail behind you. You will leave a trail. You can't pass anywhere, or you can't pass through a system, and people years later didn't know you were here. Up till now, I said this to the glory of God, up till now, Christians in my secondary school, you are talking about 20 years ago I left, Christians there still know I came. They know I was there. Over 20 years ago, over I left. Finished a long time ago. They still know I was there. I meet people who said, oh, if we heard about you, we, we, we came long after you have left. But when we came, we heard about you. We had, there used to be this guy, there's one guy called David Entry. Because I was so much spending time getting drunk that unconsciously, 
incidentally or unintendedly. In an unintended fashion, I left trails behind me. When Stephen, uh, Philip went to Samaria to create the stair, he didn't target that I'm going to shake the whole city. He got so drunk with the Holy Spirit, wherever he stepped, the thing was happening. It's, the, it's, it's an effect. So what, what's the point here? Desire to be filled, if you don't want it, I mean, if you don't want to be filled with the Holy Spirit to that extent, you should not be forced. I mean, that, that, I think that is wrong. That's an abuse. It's an abuse for you, someone to force you. No, you have to be filled. What is an abuse of your human right? It's an infringement on your human right that, oh, no, you have to be filled. No, I can encourage you. I think it's a good idea. Desire it. Desire it. But no. And some of you are desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit so much that you are now looking very awkward. You look awkward, you feel awkward amongst your ex-friends or former friends or friends. They don't understand you. And the, the situation, the, the thing is, it's not that, it is, it's one thing if they don't understand you, but the, it's not just that. Even you yourself don't even understand yourself too. <laughs> that's, that's, so you want to be nice with them. You want them to be happy with you. you but even you yourself, you don't understand yourself. Something has taken over your desires in a certain way. And you know that's actually what you want. I want it. I don't understand it, but I want it. I want it, Lord. I want it. If this is your power, let it more of it. Hallelujah. Last text, and now we are Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes comes after Proverbs, which comes after Psalms. Kind of in the middle of the Bible. So Psalm is in the middle of the Bible. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 from verse 1. It's very interesting text. I think every now and then I need to be quoting from these places too. I don't quote from there too much. So most of you are New Testament gurus. Because we are a new creation oriented church. Talk about Jesus, the blood, the church. All right, the church of Christ, the blood of Christ, Jesus, salvation. Those are the things when you come to carry, you get to know very early. But when you begin to go into Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, you are beginning to enter into the wisdom of God. Common sense for exceptional living. All right, or common sense for uncommon living. Ecclesiastes. Now, it says that... Um, I mean chapter 11. Cast your mind upon the waters for you will find it after how many days? Some of you, you are expecting to find it in two days, three days. (laughs) After how many days? What's the meaning of many days? Do Do you know it's very subjective? Depends upon what kind of bread you cast and what kind of waters you cast the bread on. Cast your bread upon the waters and you'll find it after many days. Say many days. Many days. days. How many of you know that 10 years is many days? 10 years is made up of many days. But you'll find it. You will find it. But as to when, all I can tell you is many days. So if you don't have this approach that I don't mind waiting for many days, (laughs) <laughs> cast your bread upon the waters 
and you'll find it after many days. Verse 2. Give, give a seven to a seven to seven and also to eight. For you do not know what evil will be on the earth. I'll explain it. Don't worry. Go to the next verse. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree falls, if the tree falls to the south or the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. Tree won't fall this way, and then later when you come, the tree has gotten up and then it's lying the other side. In other words, what you sow is what you reap. Garbage in, garbage out. Your investment will de- de- determine your dividend. If you, if you, if you put, you make, you put a lot inside it, you get a lot out. All right. Put it back on the verse 4. Verse 4, that's where I was going. That's why I said Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Verse 4, he said, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the cloud will not reap. We are going to, to verse 6. So for, now, verse 5. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her, her, of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. It's interesting. Interesting things we are reading today. Interesting. When Jesus went to the temple and preached, they said, we have heard amazing things in the, with our ears today. That's what has, is happening here today. <laughs> Verse 6. In the morning, do what? And in the evening, do not withhold your hand. In, in, what does that mean? In other words, in the evening, what do you do? Keep sowing. Yeah, we say sow again. In the morning, so in the evening, so again. Some of us so in the morning want to down rest. I've sowed. I've already sown, so it's okay. I'll wait. So, so. Why? <laughs> Why? For you don't know which, which will prosper. You don't know the day it's going to kick in for you. You don't know. He said, not many days from now. But the proverb says, after many days, you shall find it. But Jesus has already indicated, the days for you is not too far from now. But he didn't say the particular day. So he says, we don't know which of the days will work for you. Either this or that. Or whether both like, uh, alike will be good. I like that one. Both alike will be good. What has it got to do with uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit? You can tell. Give us the um, New Living Translation from verse 1. The New Living Translation. It says that send your grain across the seas and in, and in time, profit will flow back to you. You are not wasting your time. Oh. Listen, coming here to pray, may I tell you, it's never a waste of destiny and time. Do you know actually what it is? It's a recovery pro- program of destiny. You are, you are shifting yourself closer to destiny. Others, others are busy building for now. But as you pray, you are shifting, your, moving yourself closer to destiny. Moving yourself closer to destiny. You can't pray and miss out on destiny. Prayerful people don't miss destinies. Write that down. Prayerful people don't miss destiny. Prayerful people don't miss destiny. 
It's prayerless people who miss destiny. So you can be prayerless but full of activity. You, you still miss, you can easily miss destiny. A lot of activity does not necessarily, or a lot of activity don't necessarily guarantee fulfillment of destiny. Am I communicating to somebody? Hmm. All right, put it back on the screen, please. But divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. When clouds are are heavy, or when clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it, it stays where it lies. This is just basic common sense. When the clouds are heavy, when the, when the day is full, you will notice it. Don't stop asking when is the day. Keep sowing. Stop asking when is the day. Because when the day comes, it, it, won't, it can't be delayed. You will find it. But the problem is when you, when you stop just before it happens for you. So you are supposed to keep feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, feeling it. Just before it starts to overflow, for the change to start, you stop because I keep feeling it, I feel too much. It's just like when you are trying to catch a bus. Those days when we didn't have the time. We won't have the timer. The bus is coming in five minutes' time. And you don't know when the bus is coming, you're waiting. And you are not sure whether you should go and... You know, there are maybe two routes. Should you go to that route or this one? And you've stood here and stood here, and this one is not coming. Oh. So it's okay, let me go. But you're afraid that as soon as you go, you are worried that. If, <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you don't want to go because as soon as you go, ah, there it comes. I missed this one. And then you run back, and then you have to wait again. And by the time you get there, this one so just, so just going, oh, I should have stayed there. Now, don't let that happen to you so tomorrow you say, I should have stayed consistent in the prayer. Because you know as well as I do that what you are doing is valuable for your future. This is not about me. It's about your future. You know it. If you don't know it, then you are just religious. Then you might as well take a break. But you know that coming here to pray on a regular basis is so good for your future. You know it. You know something good is happening. The only problem is that sometimes you are tired. Ah, it's enough. Am I talking to somebody? Sometimes, you know, really, really, let's, let's be real here. Sometimes we get tired. Jesus took them to go and pray. They were tired and they were sleeping. He wasn't upset with them. He just told them, you guys get up and pray so you don't fall into temptation. Because this prayer can save you from what you, did, you don't want to happen to you. Stop saying that, Jesus, I won't deny you. Stop saying it. Pray. If you don't pray, it will happen. What you, ne- you vow that this will never happen to me, it will happen to you in the atmosphere of prayerlessness. Stop boasting if you are not prayerful because your future is unsettled, uncertain. There's no certain and secure future for a prayerless person. Future is by chance. Let's finish the text. Is someone learning something? Yes. When the clouds are heavy, okay. Farmers, oh. All right, let's go. The, all right. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So you are waiting to, it's called cloudology. 
studying the clouds. <laughs> it's my own coin word, okay? You are studying the clouds, waiting for all the traffic lights to be green before you set out to leave the house. You never go for that job. You are studying the clouds. You are waiting. You are waiting. There are a lot of people, they are waiting for some strange move. Then they say, hey, something's happening. Then they will take the thing serious. <laughs> They were observing the wind before they saw. <laughs> yeah, cloud watchers. Like moon gazers, cloud gazers, they are watching. He said, farmers who wait for perfect weather will never plan because there isn't anything like a perfect weather. That was okay now. Cloud. It will come. Sometimes it will come, but you can't tell when. You can't tell when. Oh, what? You, farmers, do you know when farmers... Farmers plow based on the season, not based on the day, the weather of the day. How many of you know that there are times when it's summer, it's raining? It rains all that. And there are times where summer can rain the whole day without sun. You won't see the sun summer. Even this, this summer, we had some interesting times. And there are times where the winter, you see the sun. There are certain days in winter where you even see more sun than certain days in summer. So you don't sew based, do you think designers and shops sell clothing based on the weather? Okay, weather forecast, let's look at the weather forecast. No, no, they sell it based on the season. So any, any farmer who waits for the weather, perfect weather before he sows, you are making a terrible mistake of destiny. Don't wait for all conditions to be ideal. There's never a day when all conditions will be ideal. All those who say, I'll have to do it, I'll do it tomorrow. Things that need to be done in life today, we say, I'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow when things are okay, they never get to do it because tomorrow is even harder than today. Am I communicating to somebody? And so, let me get out of this. said, Put it back on the tree. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they, ne- they, they never harvest. Go to verse 5. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in the mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. Stop, try, stop trying to work God out. Oh God, so when? This benders, we are praying and we are praying and last year too, we are praying. And, so when is this thing? What is it? Where is it coming? When is it coming? You can't tell. A baby, a mother is pregnant. Every time you are, you are going to look, when is the bone growing? The bone for the, uh, uh, the head or the skull or the bone for the finger. You, there's, you can't tell which, who gives the bones direction or the bone cells direction, the hair cells direction, the eye cell. Why is it? Have you ever seen a baby who is born and the eye is on the tie? No, it can't happen. So who gives the direction? Stop trying to figure that out. Just live life. Am I communicating something? So that's what the prescription says. You, you don't put it back on the screen. You can't give direction. Um, um, the mystery of the tiny baby growing in the mother's womb. So in the same way, if you can't tell where the, the cells will be going, how it's going, how it happens, who is directing it. In the same way, you cannot understand the activities of God. He does all things. You can't fully say, oh, uh, we are waiting, we are waiting, it's happening now. That's why Jesus told them, told them, it's not for you to know the time and season God has put in his power. Is someone learning something? 
So what are we supposed to do? Verse six, let's finish on the verses. What are we supposed to do? Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you don't know if profit will come from one activity or the other or maybe both. So keep getting busy and stop trying to be smart. Mm, yeah, when everybody is saying something's happening, then I'll go. When people are beginning to share big, big testimonies, then I'll go, I'll start going for Shiloh or for the prayer. No, why don't you come and be the one who starts sharing your big, big testimony before people realize, hey, something is happening there. You have had a head start. You are Oti Lord. <laughs> You're gone. Am I communicating to somebody? Finally, the message from verse 4. From the message Bible, from verse 4. Don't sit there watching the wind. Do your own work. Don't stare at the clouds. Get on with your life. Do what you have to do instead of waiting. How was the prayer meeting tonight? Oh, it was okay, it was okay, okay. Hey, did you hear what happened at the prayer meeting? Hey, people, the, play, the whole place was filled. In fact, MPs were starting coming to the place. Hey. Four o'clock, you're already here. <laughs> Four o'clock. You see, Bible says, an adulterous generation seek for signs and wonders. So you are the one, you are the, uh, the cloud gazer. You are observing the cloud before you sow. You are not a good farmer. Am I communicating to somebody? Because to get filled with the Holy Spirit, just get on with life. Get busy. Get, get busy. Get busy. Consistent, consistent in prayer. Fervent in prayer. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep praying. May, 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 may I make a promise to you? Your absence will not affect what God intends to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? My absence won't affect it. I was having a chat two weeks ago about the revival and I told something profound which the Lord has been impressing on my heart. Now, the truth is now, it is too late for this revival to be stopped. Even if we don't meet again, it's too late. The thing has already taken root in people's hearts, certain individuals, and they can't, wherever they find themselves, the thing will start again. It's too late, it's too late. It's too late. I can't, I can't. The ones we see with our eyes, the people we, we obviously, some of the brothers and sisters we obviously see with our eyes, that you can tell that this guy, the revival has actually caught them. Like some of you. Something has caught up with you. It's just that the thing has not manifested yet. And so as we keep coming, as we keep coming, that's why I keep saying, I don't know who God has got. God told me something. I was sharing with one of our, our sisters this evening. God told me something. He said, we human beings, the problem is that we get distracted when we are dealing with people. So there are some people, I will them, I can't mention. They have the hit and, hit and run grace. They come on fire. Then another time they go and stay on the negative fire. Then they come back on fire, the negative fire. Or let's say, if we know that this person is a thief, Every time when he used to be ushers, he was stealing money. Then so we took we took him from we took him from ushers, uh, joined the choir. When he used to be a choir, after choir rehearsal, after they finish singing on stage, people can't find out their wallet. <laughs> you know, and and suddenly 
would you make someone like this the one who checks the offerings? Why wouldn't you do that? Because so long as you are concerned, this person can't do that. Now, God was showing me um, insight, say insight, that we get distracted in our dealings with people by what we know about, about them. So I know so much about you, I can't make you go and check the offering. Why can't I? Because I know you. I know you, you have a problem with money. So we always deal with people and it distracts us. That's why when you are going to look for a job, they ask for your CV. Because they want to deal with you by what they know about you. But God doesn't deal with us based on what he knows about us. So then, when God is moving, it will surprise you. God can come. Let's say God wants to choose. This is one she's been to Bible school. She's always been in church since she was born, preaching everywhere. And God said, he's going to use somebody for your revival. And this guy used to be bad on the street, stealing and killing and everything. Today, just that to come and sit here. He hasn't even stopped. Come and sit here and then let me see what this guy is in. Let me see maybe if I may get a woman or money or something. And then there's a move, the prophet comes, and I'm going to say that God is going to use somebody on this chair mightily. Obviously, everybody knows that. <laughs> Not this one. And I, it's worse if I say God is going to use somebody to bring a revival in this country from, from next week. Obviously, you know that this one. And if as soon as I come, I say, this is the one God is going to use. You know that I'm a false prophet because he said, if I knew. That's what Jesus, the woman with the, the uh, 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 broke the boss and used her hair. She's a prostitute. And the people were saying that, you see, this man, if he's a real man, we would have known that this woman is a prostitute. Because people, we, we, we are blocked. We are obstructed, distracted by what we know about you. And all of us too are concerned about what people think about us. Because that's how we treat people. So we also don't want them to see us different. So that's why if I ask, who, has, who used to be a drunkard? Who has drunk? Been, some of you will not lift your hand because you don't want them to know that you used to be a very dangerous commodity. Right now, if God tells me there is somebody here who has is, who is, who is been practicing prostitution, either a male or a female, Listen, listen, listen. A male or a female, you are struggling. And even last night you went to work. You are struggling. God wants to... De- no, let me finish it. Watch, wait, wait, wait. I don't have time. My time is up. God wants to deliver you. Come forward right now. You know what? Even though you are praying that God deliver me. God deliver me. Oh, God. Anything you tell me, I will do. Deliver. God, I don't like this. Anything. I want to stop. <laughs> if I say God wants to deliver you, come up. Hey, me. <laughs> Before these people witnesses, no way. I might as well die in this prostitution. Why? Why? Because we are so concerned about what they think about us, not what God is trying to do with us. God was speaking to me this afternoon, showing me things, and that's I have to step out from my humanness to be sensitive in dealing with people. Because to be honest, I'm telling you, believe you me, some of you will be shocked, certain individuals here, who God's hand is upon, who they themselves don't even think their God is going to use them in strange ways. There are people here who will be used mightily like Benin and all the, and at the moment, they are, they, are, they are messy. They are messy. They know it. Just that you don't know it. They know it. And they know that if anyone is not them, and they actually don't even want it. 
Let us not judge. It's not, it's not strong to, okay. But why did I have to say that God has certain people he's raising here who he has not, I don't even know them because I don't have what it takes to know them. I just move by the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit has said this today, I will just say it. But I'm, I know the answer. There are people here. So it's too late for this revival to be inter, inter, interrupted, interfered with. Okay. It's too late. It's too late. But the advantage is as we keep coming, as we team up coming, as we team up, the thing that has started in people begin to burn more. Begin to burn more. When you have, when you have natural fire, the more wood you put in, the more the fire burns. The less wood you put in, the, the more the fire dies out. So the fire is in you, but the more you, we come together, we are like the individual firewood. As we come together, I'm, I'm causing your fire to burn more. You are causing mine to flame, get flamed more. And it begins to charge more and more and more and more and more. And guess what? Satan does not like it. So any way he has to dissociate, dissociate you from this kind of move, he will, I bet you, he will vow to do it. But you must have understanding of what you are looking for, what season of your life you are in, and separate yourself, pay the price, and stay consistent, keep drinking, keep drinking, keep drinking. You'll be drunk with the Holy Spirit, and as you keep drinking in the atmosphere like this, keep coming, just consistent. Don't worry anybody who doesn't understand it. If you feel like always crying, come and cry. If you feel like always rolling, roll. Don't try to take a box. Just keep looking for him. Just keep looking for him. Just keep looking for him. After many days, you shall find it. I don't know how long it will take. But when the Bible says that to God, a day, a thousand, a thousand years is like a day to God. So if God said, wait for me two days, you'd never know. You never know. But if he says he's going to show up in your lifetime, Definitely, in your lifetime, you will show up. Finally, how many of you know that Abraham having Isaac, the time he had him didn't actually matter. He actually, he will feel the joy and the strength to raise him just like if he had had him when he was 30. God's timing is perfect. But don't wait for the clouds to gather before you sow. Don't watch the clouds. Don't wait for the for people to hear about when people are drunk. They will hear and see. Let them hear you and see you. Don't wait for you to see others and hear others before you say, hey, now the thing has come, let me go. Am I making, am I making this? Keep drinking. Tell someone, keep drinking. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Time to see. Keep seeking. You will never regret it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karen's Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.